بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن بالله ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل وكل ضلاله في النار فقال تعالى في مقام اخر يا ايها الذين امنوا انفقوا مما رزقناكم من قبل ان ياتي يوم لا بيع فيه ولا خله ولا شفعه والكافرون هم الظالمون my dear respected brothers sisters elders allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu warned us about the day when there will be no intercession no friendship no trade no business no exchange and warned us about that day and said spend from what we have given you before this day comes we just finished ramadan Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu that He gave us the opportunity to start over again. To make our lives Sharia compliant and achieve closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In life, all human beings have only two daruriyat. Daruri is something the absence of which will lead to death. The final stage. The two daruriyat that every human being has, including us, is not food, nor water, not even air. The two daruriyat are hidayah, guidance while we are alive, and maghfirah, forgiveness when we die. If a person has guidance and is forgiven when he dies, no matter what their situation in the dunya was, they will go to Jannah, inshallah. But if a person was misguided and died in a state on kufr or shirk, then they will go to Jahannam. The key is to ask ourselves where we are. Ramadan al-Kareem came to put this into perspective where by following the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we held ourselves back even from things which were halal, normally during the specified hours because this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered. This reinforces the meaning of being Muslim, someone who submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ramadan forces us to understand that, it when, that when it comes to choosing it is between what is good for us in the sense of our body and desires and so on and what is good for the soul, 
we must give precedence to the soul. We remind ourselves that on top of the most beautiful body, the most beautiful face, the strongest muscles, the cutest child, the most dignified scholar, the most magnificent king and queen, one day will be dumped thousands of pounds of earth. Talk about helplessness. Death is not the cessation of life. Death is the cessation of ability, of power, of authority, of the capability to help ourselves. It is the name, death is the name of total helplessness and vulnerability that is impossible to imagine in life. At that time, the only thing that will help us is what we send ahead. And that is why we must, we need to change the way we think of charity and recognize it for what it is. I want you to think of two words, spend and save. Which is the better word? Spend and save. Which is better? Amal. Save. Two other words, sacrifice and invest. Which is the better word? Musa. Sacrifice or invest? Which is better? Invest. We hear this thing all the time. Deen ke liye qurbani dijiye. Sacrifice for the sake of deen. Yes? We hear this in all our bayans. I submit to you that that is a false narrative. Completely false narrative. There is no such thing as sacrifice. When it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no such thing as sacrifice. Let me show you why. For something to be considered a sacrifice, it must satisfy two conditions. One, it must be something that belongs to you. You are the sole owner of that thing. And second, when you give it, there should not be any return for it. Something that belongs to you, and when you, do, when you donate it, give it, then you must not get any return for that. Now that is a sacrifice. I cannot donate what is in my brother Dr. Zubair Karim's wallet and call it my charity or my sacrifice. Because what is in his wallet belongs to him, doesn't belong to me. If I take it and donate it, I'm a thief. I'm not doing any sacrifice. Similarly, I cannot say, for example, sell you this cell phone for a million dollars. Now you might say, why should I pay a million dollars for this? Because my hand touched it. The baraka is worth a million minus the, the, the price of a second hand fourth, right? So, and I get a million dollars and I say, I sacrificed my phone. No, you didn't. You got, you paid, you, you, saw, you sold it. You got a consideration for it. The only sacrifice in life is what the tandoori chicken does for you. Right? It loses its life for nothing. Let's see what happens when we spend in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's see if the conditions of sacrifice are satisfied. Firstly, every single thing we have, every possession, every thought, every emotion, the air we breathe, every power, authority, everything, whatever we think of, belongs to Allah. It belongs to Allah. Our eyesight, our hearing, our brains, belongs to Allah. What is the what is the proof of that? What's the evidence? What's the evidence that something belongs to a person? What is it? If it belongs to me, I can take it away. 
That's the evidence. The evidence is, if it belongs to me, I can take it away. You can cry till your eyes go blind. Makes no difference. It's mine, I take it away. And I have every right to take it away because it belongs to me. Right? Rule of the, rule of the word. Belongs to me, I can take it away. If you are renting my house, the house belongs to me. I can throw you out any moment. As a get out, you get out. House belongs to me. You are driving my car, I can take my keys back. Whatever reason or no reason. Can Allah take away our eyesight? Can Allah take away our brains? One minute you are the most intelligent, the most highly educated person the world has ever seen. Next minute a little imbalance in electrolytes. Nothing much happened. Nothing happened to your brain. Little imbalance in electrolytes and it's gone zonk. You're talking garbage. I've actually seen people like this. Very highly intelligent, beautiful people, enormous education from all kinds of fancy universities and so on and so forth. Electrolyte imbalance. And then to make matters worse, when the person was admitted in hospital, when they were giving him electrolytes, see how beautifully Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has balanced the system. The, the, the issue of a beautifully balanced system is that one little tick will throw it out. When they were giving him electrolytes, the speed at which that saline was regulated was a little fast. What's the result? The result is complete paralysis. Total paralysis. He cannot even blink his eyes. If a mosquito is biting him, he can feel the pain. He's got complete intelligence. He understands every single thing. His eyes are seeing, he's recognizing total paralysis. He can feel every pain that is happening to him. He can feel every exquisite scratch. He is dying to scratch that. He can't scratch it. He cannot tell you to scratch it for him. Only thing that happened was the speed of the electrolyte was a bit fast. Nothing else. So when we are so proud of ourselves, oh, mashallah, I can lift 300 pounds. An ant, weight to weight, can lift 5,000 times that. It's a big deal. You're, you're 5,000 times less powerful than an ant. And that's why the, you know, in Urdu is such a beautiful language. Eh? The, shayar, the shayar said, Jan di, di hui usi ki thi. Jan di, di hui usi ki thi. He died in fighting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a martyr, shaheed, inshallah. So he says, I gave my life, but then I, it belonged to him. The truth is that I did not fulfill his right. Doesn't belong to us. My brothers and sisters, despite that, even though Allah owns it all, when we spend... The minimum that my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu gives is 1000% return. Man ja'a bil hasanati falahu ashru amsaliya. The one who comes with one good deed, I will give him 10 times. 10 like that. Minimum. Right? In, in Sharai Istala, we say, غير mumkinat. There are things which are impossible. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in in principle, everything is possible, nothing is impossible. But there are some things which are impossible within courts in the context of the glory and majesty of Allah for Allah. For example, Allah does not lie. 
impossible allah does not go back on his promises impossible right so it's not impossible as in he does not have the strength it means that this is the shan and glory and majesty of mayrab he does not do these things and it's impossible for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be stingy allah gives one is to ten and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says one is to ten only because we understand numbers because in surah al-baqarah allah said مثل الذين ينفقون أموالهم في سبيل الله كمثل حبة أنبتت سبع سنابل في كل ثنبلة مئة حبة والله يضاعف لمن يشاء والله واسع عليم الله سبحانه وتعالى said the example of those who spend in the path of Allah سبحانه وتعالى is like a person who planted one grain of corn and the corn grew and they were each branch had it had seven years of corn and each year had se- had 100 grains so for one grain he got 700 grains and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not end with that allah said wa yudhaifu lahu yudhaifu lahu limasha allah said allah will increase that as he wishes allah does not end with a count one is to 700 is for us to understand what is the actual reward That's why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward us in keeping with His majesty and grace, not by counting. Not by counting. In His majesty and grace. Hmm? We are one of our kings, Mir Mahu Ali Khan, the Nizam, the sixth Nizam of Hyderabad. So he was in his palace one day in Falaknuma. And a beggar came and he was right under his balcony, his window. He started yelling and screaming and saying, Meruko bujade, bujade, give me, give me, I'm in need. The Nizam got irritated. He came out there and he said, "Tere khusmat me kuch ja, tere khusmat me kuch nahi." He said, "There's nothing in your in your bookadar. Go." He said, "Mere khusmat me nahi hai, isliye to manga tere khusmat se de." He said, "I know there is nothing in my bookadar. That's why I'm asking you give from your bookadar." Huh? He said, "The Nizam was wearing a. They used to wear jewelry in those days. You know? He was wearing this. Uh, we call it satlada. It's seven strings of pearls." He took it out and threw it and take it. <laughs> we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in terms of His, of His Majesty and Grace. We don't count. We say Allah, don't count and give. This is. I sometimes think about. It. That's why you know science is so important. We should learn, understand science. Think about this. What did Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala say about His Kursi? Wasiya Kursiu Samawati Walad. The Kursi. which we translate in english as footstool is bigger than and covers everything in the universe and the arsh rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he went in, in israel mirage he said they took me heaven by heaven he said the first heaven compared to the seventh second heaven the first one compared to second one he says was like a ring in a desert if you take a ring out and throw it in the desert what is the comparison of the size of the ring to the desert there's no comparison really if you think about it, right he said the comparison of the first heaven to the second is like a ring in a desert the comparison of the second to the third is like a ring in a desert the third to the fourth like a ring in a desert the fourth to the fifth like a ring in a desert the fifth to the sixth like a ring in a desert the sixth to the seventh like a ring in a desert he said then the seventh heaven and all together compared to the kursi ring in a desert and the arsh he said there's no comparison and who is allah rabbul arshil kareem so i always make this dua i say ya rab this is your shan we 
we are on a grain of sand on a beach called the earth. One grain of sand. On this one grain of sand is me. One human being. One dot. One microbe. One virus. Maybe even less than that. What is it I can do or not do that you need to punish? I want the shade of your arsh. How much shade do I need? This arsh is so massive, so huge. How much shade do I need? If every single creature on the face of this earth who ever lived is given the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is still all the people on one grain of sand. How much shade do we need? I say, Ya Rab, it's not even one dot of shade. Give it to us. Give it to us, khalas. Right? Give it to us. We beg you, give it to us. To you, it is nothing. Like my Shaykh used to say when he made dua. He used to say, Allah, baat banti hai, meri kya tera bigartha hai? De de. He said, my work gets done, what, you know, what is it to you? It makes no difference to you. Give it. You should learn to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For that, we need a ta'aluk with Allah. Personal ta'aluk. Huh? It's like, Alhamdulillah, Allah has given me some friends. I can guarantee and say, if I ask that person for something, he will not refuse me. He will not refuse me. Many times, I don't ask them for that reason. Seriously, I do not ask them. People tell me, no, you know that person so well, please ask. I said, no, I won't ask. You won't ask. Because I know he doesn't want to give that. And I know if I ask him, he will give it. And I don't want to put him in a place where he is giving something he doesn't want to give. Because I'm asking. So no. But with Allah, I will ask. Because there is nothing my Rabb doesn't want to give. My friend may not want to give because he needs it more or he loves it more or whatever reason. But my Rabb has no such reasons. So I will ask my Rabb Jalla Jalla. No shame in asking Allah. And ask Allah like a little two-year-old asks. There are two qualities to the asking of a little child which make it so enormously powerful. You cannot refuse. You can refuse anybody. You cannot refuse a little, your own little child, one year old, two year Impossible to receive. Impossible to refuse. Especially if it's a daughter. Daughters are dangerous. Little daughters are lethal. Because they ask you, you will sacrifice your life. There's no way you will refuse your daughter. Sons maybe, not daughters. You know why? Because of two things. One, they ask with complete yaqeel that you can give. There is not an iota of doubt in the mind or heart of that child. Where is the question? I'm asking my father. Where is the question my father won't give? It's impossible. He will give. And second thing is persistent. That daughter, that son will make your life miserable until you give it. Totally. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll roll on the floor. They'll scream, rave, rant, pull your clothes. They will do whatever. Hum Urdu mein bolte zid or lad. Allah se aise mango bhai. Lad se mango. Zid karke mango. Zid karke bol, nahi, nahi, nahi chhundu. Aap dena hai. 
آپ دینا ہے میں یہاں سے جانے والا نہیں آپ نہیں دیتا یو ہیو ٹو گیو می آئی ول ناٹ لیو دس پلیس انٹل یو گیو می ادر وائی سم ٹائم میں بھی میں اللہ فگی آئی ٹیل مائی رب ہائی سی اللہ اور شو می ہو آئی شوڈ آسک یو نو وانٹ گیو می نو پرابلم ٹیل می ہو ٹو آسک آئی نو اونلی وان ہی آئی کین آبود وہ ہی آئی کین استعین اف یو نو وانٹ گیو می دین ٹیل می ہو ٹو آسک آئی ول گو آس دیٹ پرسن بیگ ایم پلیڈ ود ایم اینڈ نو دیٹ وین ہی گیوز یو ہی لوز نتھنگ ہی ول گیو ہی آسٹ اس ٹو گیو ہی آڈر اس ٹو گیو او دونی اٹس اے حکم او دونی آسک می اسٹا جیب لک وائی ول گیو یو سریز یو اینڈ سی آر اپ یو ٹولڈ می ٹو آسک ہم آسک نو گیو می یو کین ناٹ ٹیل می آسک می دین یو ناٹ وائی یو ٹولڈ می ٹو آسک یو نو گیو می نقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما امر ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله قال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد الحمد لله As I told you, no sacrifice, only investment. Because this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu told us. He told us about investing. He said, give me, give in this much in my path and I will give you this much as a return. Allah did not say sacrifice. He didn't say sacrifice. He said, give, spend. Here today we live in a country, we just came after praying Salat al-Eid in the grounds of a government school, free to pray there, free to raise our voices in Takbir on the loudspeakers, to address us came the chief of police of the city, sometimes the mayor comes, sometimes the senator comes. We prayed the Salah, we heard the Khutbah. We are sitting here, Alhamdulillah, in this beautiful masjid. We spent the whole of Ramadan. We listened to Tarawih, we listened to Qiyam. May Allah bless our Shaykh Abdullah Al-Khulti and make the Quran Al-Kareem firm in his heart and illuminate his heart and his life with, with his Noor and, and give him the best reward for so beautifully leading us in Tarawi and Qiyam. So we live in a country where we are not only free to practice our religion, but this is supported by the state and the people in that practice. Some of you were witness to the interfaith iftar we had recently in Ramadan. We had over a hundred Christian clergy, three rabbis, 
three university presidents and others all gathered to honor us just because we were Muslim. Sadly, not many of our brothers and sisters. Believe me, I travel all around the world. And I've been traveling all around the world for the last 25 years. And I can tell you that perhaps there is no other country on the face of the planet where you will be able to see this kind of interfaith cooperation and this kind of support for Muslims to be Muslims. In other countries, Muslim children are being persecuted for wearing hijab. Here, there are directors of spiritual affairs in universities whose job is to ensure that students can practice their religion freely and without any discrimination. Suhoor and iftar is provided to students in the university. Juma is catered for including provision of space and furnishing at the cost of the university. In Ramadan, the university hosts an iftar at their cost to which everyone is invited. They employ chaplains to cater to the spiritual needs of the students. I am a chaplain in two universities. I am saying all this to draw your attention to the enormous investment opportunity that we have in this land. To invest in souls. To showcase Islam so that our behavior, our society, our dealings, the quality, our quality of our interaction, our kindness can stand out as an example of the way of, of, the way of life that Rasulullah taught us. We must get involved in societal issues. And we must stand with others for their hour of need as they stand with us in our hour of need. In this, I am sorry to say we are very lucky. We are very far behind. There is no time to go into the details here, but I want to say that one of the outcomes of the Islamophobic hate campaigns that are happening all over the world is that we Muslims are in the spotlight. If we want, to, if we want them to support our causes, we must support theirs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders us to do this in the Quran al-Kareem itself. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Nabi Wasallam and the people, He said that some of you do not give charity to the kuffar, to the disbelievers. And this happened because there were people who were disbelievers among the families of the Sahaba. Some people accepted Islam, some didn't accept Islam. And some of them who accepted Islam were wealthy. And they used to help the other relatives before they became Muslim. When they became Muslim, they said, why should I help this person who is not a Muslim? Let him become Muslim, then I will help him. And Rasulullah himself had advised the Sahaba to give charity only to Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, it is not your responsibility to guide them to Islam. Allah will guide who he wants. But you do not stop helping them. You continue to help them. This is the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only condition is we are not permitted to give zakat money to them. That is only for Muslims. But we are more than that, alhamdulillah. Why? Because the way to the heart, I always say the way to the heart is through the stomach. Meaning, if you take care of somebody's need, then it makes their heart soft. Then they are willing to listen to you. The guy is hungry and you want to give him a khutbah on tawhid. 
he's got no home to stay he's got you know he's living god knows in the bush somewhere and he's in pain he ca- he can't afford medical treatment because of he doesn't have any insurance and what not and you want to tell him brother you know what doesn't matter how much you suffer say la ilaha illallah you go to jannah give me a break he doesn't understand all that he doesn't even inter- he's not even interested in all that what jannah give me i am suffering in pain here you want to tell me now i have to die also huh? to go to jannah we have to win hearts we have a big big problem with us here remember when people came to this country first the muslims came to this country first and especially the people in tabligh the first people to help them were the african american brothers and sisters they gave them shelter they took them to meet people they fed them they 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 were with them where are they today because when they needed things these muslims who came in the arabs the desis they lifted their hand they said no sorry can't help you and they said well i thought you said we are your brothers i thought we you said to us that all the muslims are brothers and sisters you told us ayat from suratul suratul hujurat and other places then all the muslims are brothers and sisters so what happened to that brotherhood now please let's get real there's a church in springfield which burned down during there was a, it was a arson uh, crime they somebody burnt it down during the covid years two years ago they were asking for money to rebuild the church How many Muslims gave money for that? And remember, the reason why is not the only reason. One of the major reasons why you have laws in this country today which favor immigrants is because of what the African Americans did on the streets. They went out on the street. They agitated. They were activists. They fought for laws. to favor immigrants like you and me and what do we do for them nothing this has to change this has to change you can clap only with two hands you cannot clap with one hand rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said because our religion orders and teaches us to support the weak and the oppressed in a hadith in abu daud Abu Darda radhiyallahu anhu narrates that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said seek me among the weak among the mustadifin for you are given sustenance and help only because of the weak among you Allah gives you wealth in trust for others your use of that wealth becomes halal only if you help others if you do not help others then Allah will question you about that wealth So let's start with our neighbors and make friends with them. Not only one day in a year where you invite them for some meeting. Every day go talk to the neighbors. Spend some time. Help the neighbors. They are elderly people they, they can't mow their lawn and so on. Go mow the lawn for them. I mean you are going your wife is going grocery shopping tell her you go to the neighbor and say I'm going grocery shopping would you like to come can I give you a ride? 
We go shop together and come back. You don't have to pay. Let her, let her pay. Let the other person pay. If, you, if Allah gives you tawfiq to pay, alhamdulillah. But it doesn't matter. Just take them. Grocery shop and bring them back. Do you have any doctor's appointments? Can I help you? You would be surprised because I am involved in this and my position as the imam and so on. The number of Christian and Jewish clergy people, rabbis and priests who are helping our Afghan brothers and sisters, the refugees, to settle down, you will be surprised how much work they are doing. And may Allah forgive us, people say some things without knowledge and completely stupid. They say, no, no, but you know, they are getting money from the government. I want to say to them, tell me how much money do you think they are getting? And I will give you personally from my pocket that much money. And you do for some family what they are doing. Let me see. Don't talk all this stuff. We need to put our faces and our actions out there. We have to help them. Not only our people. We are all like, oh Palestine and this and that and Kashmir. All of it is fine. But what about when it happens to somebody else? There's no sign of any Muslim anywhere. What about when, when a black kid gets shot because he rang the doorbell of the wrong house? It's happened just now. He just rang a doorbell of the wrong house by mistake and this 84-year-old man, imagine that. I mean, I sometimes I feel so sorry for that person who pulled the trigger. Eight, the man is almost 90 years old. He's living alone and he shoots a kid. For what? So how many of us go and stand there with that kid? How many of us go and stand there with the parents? How many of us go and offer money and say they were running a they fund me campaigns? How many of us donated to that campaign and say here? Because he needed brain surgery. He got a bullet in his head. My brothers and sisters, please. Investment will yield results. We cannot even begin to imagine. With effect, inshallah, which we will see with our own eyes in this world. And sadaqa jariya for us when we leave here. Ramadan came to remind us of this. Let us take full advantage. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla to accept our siyam and qiyam, to accept our sadaqat, to accept our ruku sujood, to accept our tilawat al-Quran. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all our duas and give whatever we ask with khair and afia and add to that from His grace and majesty. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla to be pleased with us and never to be displeased. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla to help us in ways that we, can ima- we cannot imagine, to protect us from evil that we do not know, to protect us from all disobedience and to keep us in a state of obedience and to take us in a state of obedience. I also request you to make dua for our brother Hassan Isaacs who is in, who is in hospital and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to restore his health and bring him back home safe and sound insha'Allah. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار امين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدوا يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقيموا الصلاه